Yeah. And I said, you can't just fake what they're doing. It's powerful. But the, the old enemy, he always, maybe I've been around too long. Or maybe I need to get in a, in a deeper, intimate relationship with God. Especially in worship and praise. Amen. And uh, we have so many options that we can go to. And, and God's so good that way. Last week we talked about uh, Elisha and his final days on earth. And uh, the king Joash went to Eli Elisha, called by Elisha. And uh, he had a discussion with Joash. And then, then he... Um, asked the, the king to take his arrows and pound them on the ground. And he did it three times. And the prophet was upset with him. You know, now this guy is dying, and, and even the king probably trying to be good to the prophet that's dying. But I, I don't think you want to monkey with prophets. If they tell you something, do it. And if you do it and, and he's wrong then or she's wrong, uh, you can shift it over that, that direction. And so we'll tell David that when he comes and Steve Cornamone and uh, Bishop Cole. Amen. It's about the kingdom. It's about the battle that we are fighting on planet Earth. When we go to heaven, there won't be no big battle in heaven. You're not going to have to uh, get the Jebusites and the Amorites and the Hittites and all the other ites that are in the Old Testament. You won't have to go and say, I'm going to fight them all. But on earth, we have to realize that there's a battle that goes on. And uh, in the New Testament, in uh, Ephesians 6, it talks about put on uh, two pieces of armor so you could withstand the little weak, weak devil he didn't say that. He said, put on the, f what? Full, full. What's full armor? That's every piece you can get a hold of. Amen. It's kind of like going deer hunt without a gun, but you have a cover haul on. Now, the cover haul will keep you warm, but the gun will keep you fed. All right. And so we have to put on everything that we have so we can complete the mission that God has placed upon our lives. Because it's your life that he's dealing with and you're dealing with. It's no one else's saying, well, you know, if the pastor would have been a better pastor, if the choir leader would have been a better choir. No, it's your deal, which is a good thing. And Joash, when he made his decision to hit it three times, apparently it wasn't on the inside of him. The, the, um, the call that was on the inside of him was not burning quite as bright as he needed to be because the enemy, he was going to defeat the enemy three times, the Syrian army three times. But if he would have hit it six times, it would have wiped out the Assyrian army. And that is exactly what the prophet said. We want to destroy that army. Not 
not half destroy. He wanted to wipe them out. And sometimes we feel maybe sorry for the enemy and, and you know, well, God's too tough on them. Or <laughs> I said, don't feel sorry for the enemy. He's come to rob, kill, and destroy, but I've come to bring life and life more abundantly. God wins, the devil loses, and if we're on the winning side, winning team, uh, on the team of Jesus, we win too. I remember a, a little song Jake sang up in the Indian Reservation. I don't think he remembers anymore, or I certainly don't remember it, but it was about winner, and my middle name was Winner. So it would have been Jacob Winner Jacobson. You know, and maybe you can just take your middle name and put, I am a winner. What's your middle name? Winner. And I'm not talking about winter. Hallelujah. We could, we could claim that. Danny got home from Africa and Jesus sent him snow. And I think it was just to cool him down a little bit. So, so I, appreciate, I appreciate the word of God. I believe that a kingdom now has always been since God had a plan and has always had a plan and from the very beginning of Adam and Eve, thy kingdom come. The kingdom of God was coming and, and so I was thinking about that and so in, in Matthew, uh, Matthew 11, 12 it says, and the days and from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. For all of the prophets and the laws prophesied unto uh, John. And if you, if you will receive it, uh, this Elisha, which was for to come, he that has an ear to hear, let him hear. And so uh, there's a kingdom that the kingdom of God and, and we, have to, we have to violently press into the kingdom of God because the enemy is just going to keep on doing what he does. He comes to rob, kill, and destroy. Okay. And so we can run from him. We can ignore him. We can forget about that he even exists. Most people don't. They, they're upset that we believe in Jesus and believe in God and believe in, in God we trust and one nation under God. They're upset about that. But you know what? No one talks about the devil and what his plans are. And sometimes the plan is, it's not even, it's just flat in your face. You know, he's not hiding. He has come to rob, kill, and destroy. So what we need to understand that we're in a battle we put on the full armor of the God. We go forth with the zeal of God in our hearts. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. And then we win and he loses. I like that too. I like being a winner. Amen. Yes. So the kingdom now conference is just about that. Is It's kingdom now. We could, we could wait for... for uh, tomorrow or next day or but it's about kingdom now when I prayed my wife went through an operation here this last week and uh, they, they didn't give her much meds no meds 
And when she come home, she was in very, a lot of pain. And Mary was her deliverer, got her up to the hospital and got some meds so she wasn't in so much pain. But all night, I mean, from hour to hour, maybe every half hour, she'd get up and, and you know, you talk about feeling helpless. I mean, I'm not a doctor and the stuff that she went through, I would know nothing about except that, you know, I said, you want to take a shower? I could help her with that. I, you want some ice? You want some hot, hot water? You, what do you want? And with all of my wisdom and knowledge, it really didn't do too much good. Thank God Mary was there on Saturday morning, and we were praying. And every time I prayed for her, it got better. But we have to, we have to realize that God has placed uh, things on earth that we can use, and they're usually brought through by a man or a woman, right? Bankers. Well, I don't need a banker. No, you don't now, but probably a week from now you probably will. Well, I'm thinking about buying a house. Well, then you're going to need a real estate person to help you buy the house, you know. So sometimes we go, well, I don't believe in this and I don't believe. It really doesn't make any difference what you believe in as long as this thing is walked out according to the word. Amen. And that's why I say from Genesis to Revelation is about the kingdom of God coming forth to rule and reign on the earth and also to point out the call and gifting and, and the, uh, the destiny of who you are. And that's pretty important. Somebody just, well, I'm just here. Yeah, you're just here, but you're here for more than that. I mean, I remember at 26 years old when I made a walk up on Super Bowl Sunday, gave my life to Jesus Christ. Yes, I was just there on planet Earth. I almost got wiped out several different times in car accidents and different things. You know, I had no purpose. I had no plan as far as God was concerned. I had my plans, I had my ideas, what I thought life was all about. And if I would have wrote a book, it would have been about five pages long and, and uh, wouldn't have been very interesting either because you usually lived what you lived for, you know, take you about, you know, 10 minutes, you, you were, you were uh, steeped in alcohol, you had all of the situations that you needed to uh, be able to straighten out, and you couldn't. And then one day, making a Super Bowl run, <laughs> apparently I made a touchdown and, and uh, gave my life to Jesus Christ, and everything changed from that point. You see, I think it was the arrows of deliverance. When God said, when you're interested enough to take the arrows and not hit it three times, but hit it four times, five times, six times. Go and get it, man. Go and get it because God's wanting to, God's wanting to do some real powerful, powerful things in your life. Amen? So, so the Kingdom of God Now Conference is just about that. Your kingdom is coming on planet Earth 
And, and maybe some questions would be, uh, what is God's kingdom? You know, that might be a good question. You know, we're saying the kingdom of God is coming on the earth. But what is God's kingdom? And I think if you'd probably ask people that, they'd say, well, I'm sure you'd get many, many different answers. But maybe the, the question is something that we need to put in our minds and say, God, what exactly is the kingdom? You know, we're here. We're trying to live a good lifestyle. We're, we're wanting to love Jesus. Uh, and, and secondly, is how, does, <clears throat> how does it come on earth? How does the kingdom of God come on earth? You know, you know, you, well, I was just waiting. What were you waiting for? Oh, I was waiting for the kingdom of God. Oh, okay, well, that's a good idea. Now, this is Jesus talking to his disciples. His disciples are looking how to pray. Okay, now it's Jesus, the Son of God, is being, being summoned to be uh, uh, a prayer, one that would explain prayer to the disciples. Well, the disciples should have known what prayer was all about. Well, apparently they didn't because they asked the question. Thirdly, when will it happen? When will this occur? When will this kingdom of God come and it will happen and everyone will be so excited about the kingdom? Because it's here! So those three questions that I point you out, and anyone know each one of them? I've studied them, so, I, so I'm, I'm cheating a little bit on you. Okay, to pray thy kingdom come means to invite God's will in the world. Okay, when we pray, God, when Jesus said to the disciples, this is how you are supposed to pray. And he was teaching them how to pray. To pray thy kingdom come means to invite God's will in the world and to open, uh, open to what God, and to be open to what God wants for your life. Now, it's very important then that, that people are informed about the things that God was teaching his disciples and which become his apostles, which turn the world upside down because of the information about prayer from Jesus. If you're going to go somewhere and say, hey, how should I pray? Uh, going to Jesus is a pretty good prayer. And man, some, that, was, that was a revelation how to pray. And so uh, we have to realize that uh, to pray the kingdom comes, uh, it's an invitation to the world that Jesus is opening a door for us to enter in that will change our lives and other people's lives forever. That's true. I mean, from the very first time I believed, things started happening. I got the letter writing ministry. That the letter writing ministry was that I, everyone that I knew that was close to me, my relatives, I would send them a letter and tell them what happened to me. 
And, and I thought they'd be so excited about it. Wow, Jake got saved. Jake gave his life to Jesus. And, and uh, I had other stories before Christ was that guy will never change. <laughs> if, if God can change him, God can change anyone. But the fact is, God can change anyone. Amen? And I find out if you were, when we were down in the Mardi Gras and stuff, I always like to go to a, the roughest, toughest gang-looking bunch and pass tracks out to them. So if, if they're going to put you down, it won't be by, by passing out tracks to the, the older ladies that are going to the ladies' aid. Now, go to the toughest, roughest characters, give them a track. If they receive your track, it goes a long ways of what you're doing. And, and most people that have went and had that type of lifestyle, they have had someone in their family that said, I'm praying for you. I believe that God wants a better life for you. And when you did that, it was incredible. I had more success in doing that uh, because uh, if, if you can get that person saved, then the other person. And so we always, anytime somebody come into the church, I remember Charlie Walker, he would sell vacuum cleaners in the, in the, it, during the daytime. And the people that he sold the vacuum cleaner, he, he was a Kirby dealer. Uh, he'd sell the Kirby's and then that night he'd go back and he'd steal the Kirby and resell it to someone else. That was Charlie Walker. And Charlie passed a couple of years back, but Charlie was ordained through this ministry. That, not during that time when he was doing that. But, <coughs> um, but Charlie was he, was, he was a crazy dude. And, uh, you know, w once he took something, he was going to grab the arrows and he'd beat the, he'd beat whatever it took. He'd be going and he got his heart turned around on Jesus and he became such a fanatic. People hated him and people loved him because he'd tell the truth to people. And then he had this prophetic edge. You know, one guy that's on the edge with a prophetic edge, it's a little scary. And Charlie was that type of guy. He was a little scary. But boy, you got in. If he started on you and he would start prophesying over you, it was phenomenal. We had some family situations that we went through, and I'm not going to name names to protect the innocent. But. <clears throat> But uh, he confronted a person in my family and he said, you're in sin. And then he named the sin. And his wife was sitting there. <laughs> it just, it was like explosion city. We lived way out in the woods, thank God. Uh, and I literally had to say, you guys got to get out of here. <laughs> Don't Charlie and Darwin, you got to get out of here. <laughs> so I could keep a little bit of the family area. But that was my letter writing ministry. When you change, everything else changes if you're willing to hit the arrows more than three times.
You're willing to say, I'm going to step out here and I'm going to do this. <clears throat> and so it's important that we do step out and uh, believe God that he can change things. Amen. Number two, it was how does it come on the earth as far as the kingdom of God coming on the earth? Well, I really believe that this, reading this book, brings you to earth-shaking, heavenly revelation of the kingdom of God is coming on the earth. And those uh, that don't like violence, then the kingdom of God suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. Now, I don't saying, you know, let's go out and shoot 15 people or something like that. We've been seeing that, the young man that did that. Now, that's not the violence God's talking about. He's talking about violently pressing into something that you believe in, that you're going to shout about, that you're going to walk in. And uh, you might not be loved the first 15 days, but in time, if you walk it out, if you're on fire, it'll change situations around you. Amen. Most all my father, my, <clears throat> my dad, he gave his life to Jesus because there was some fired up people that come all the way from Denver. His niece, it would be a half niece. He had 15, 16 brothers and sisters. And, and so come from Denver and they had went to the school of ministry down here at Strawberry Lake. Uh, and, and her husband and her were ministers in Denver. And my dad was probably uh, six weeks away from, you know, passing off into eternity without Jesus. And these folks felt so impressed. That's, that's taking the arrows and pounding them on the... Uh, more than three times. We're going to drive to Minnesota. We're going to share the gospel with Carl. We're going to bring him to Christ. And they did. You see, when we got that, when you get that tenacity on the inside, God, give me the tenacity to hit it more than three times. I'm going to hit it six or seven times. I'm not going to give up. Uh, I'm not going to give up because when it gets tough, life is tough. And sometimes we just have to press, press, press into it in a greater way. So the kingdom of God, again, uh, it is looking forward to Jesus' second coming. You know, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Well, I believe in the rapture, fine. But it's the kingdom coming that and the kingdom beginning to take over the earth. That's why we have to pray for our natural leaders and our spiritual leaders. We have to pray for our, uh, the, the race. These days, everyone is wrong. If you're a white man, woman, you're wrong. If you're a black man, woman, you're wrong. If you're a Chinese woman, uh, Man, you're wrong. Everyone's wrong, and I really believe the only one that's right is Jesus. You know, they used to sing that song, Jesus is right for whatever's wrong in your life. And I, you know, sometimes we, we become so somewhat ignorant to darkness because we embrace darkness instead of saying, Jesus is the light 
of the world, and I'm going to go and share the light. Danny and Linda are going to do that here in about five minutes. They're going to share the light of what went on in Uganda. They're going to share the light of getting a well drilled because people were in northern Minnesota at some crazy meeting called United Team International Meetings and a bunch of crazy people got together and brought out their arrows and started beating the arrows and then pretty soon we had $10,000 we could send to the African people and they drilled a well and Danny and Linda are proof. You're going to be proof? Yes. Okay, good. Just wanted to make sure that it's getting the right people up here. Okay, so we're just looking forward to Jesus coming. I'm looking for Jesus to come. When is it going to happen? Well, the Bible says that this is when it's going to happen. And this is the way it's going to be. And that we'll look up and uh, the, the kingdom of God is coming out of the heavenlies. Amen. And Jesus riding a white horse. Jesus coming with the armies of God. Jesus coming to take us into eternity. To live with him forever and ever. How long? How long? How long? Well, we think about it, our, the Lord's Prayer now. He's teaching, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And, and so that's going to be a long time. And he's not, he's not going to say, well, uh, you know, in two years you'll have to renew or take another vaccine or something like that. God's saying, man, get it now. Get it while it's hot because it's going to get hotter in Jesus' name in a good way. So that's when it's going to happen. And, and so Jesus coming on the earth is a prayer that uh, summarizes the entire Bible and what God wants to do on the earth. So what Jesus, when Jesus gave this prayer called, we call it the Lord's Prayer, and many denominational beliefs, ourselves included, is when we pray the Lord's Prayer, there's tremendous power in the prayer because Jesus orchestrated the prayer from heaven to earth. Amen? And his disciples took that thing and it turned the world upside down. It was a good prayer. It was, it was directed by Jesus. Hallelujah. How good is that? Forever and ever and ever. Amen. Forever and ever and ever. Amen. And he is coming home. He is coming back for his people. Thy kingdom will come. Thy will be done. Okay. And why he's doing all this stuff and the call of God on your life, he's calling you to that place for this hour and for this time. Heaven now. Well, we can wait for, you know, say uh, it'll be three months until the harvest. Jesus did not say that. He said, look up for the harvests are white. The fields are white unto harvest. Look up. See what God is doing on the earth. Look up. The world is being turned upside down by Jesus Christ. The angelical visitation that we uh, pray out 
starts changing things around us. Amen? When we start praying, things begin to happen in a major way. You say, well, I didn't see it happen in 15 minutes. It'd probably be a 15-year deal. It might be a for an ever deal, but there's been a lot of prayers where presidents and, and uh, um, leaders, world leaders have fought wars and they prayed and they were on the winning, winning team because they believed in Jesus. And thy kingdom come. You know, saying, well, hey, I'm not going to let a dictator come in and push their agenda that's going to destroy all of the good people upon planet Earth because of their mindset is not placed uh, centrally on Jesus Christ and the finished work, and his blood has not lost its power. His blood is the same blood, and the same power from that blood delivers us, our kids, our families, our cities, our states, our nations, and we can go anywhere. You know what? I would, I like traveling with people that are, you know, sociably acceptable, would be nice, but also fun. You know, they're fun. They're not so serious that, ah. And, and, and so we have to realize that God is doing something on the earth that only he can do. And that when we talked about the blood, people said, well, I don't want to hear about blood. Well, you got enough of it running through your veins. You should be kind of interested in, in the blood, the powers in the blood. If you got bad blood between each other, that's not a good thing. He said, get it straightened out. So you have good blood. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus taught his disciples to pray, thy kingdom come. It's in the Bible in Matthew 6, 9, 13, Luke 11. 2 and 4. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, as Danny and Linda are coming, uh, they left this area. Why did you do that? I don't know. You could have sent your money. You could have. But Linda, Linda, that's her heart. And she's had that heart ever since I've known her. And it was about Africa. And I, I, you know what? Linda, the, 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 when you went the first time, which was a couple years back, I didn't, I said, you got to go now. There's no, in fact, I come along with you so I knew that you went. I seen her there. And she was doing such, she just loves the kids and they love her and Danny loves everyone. And he'll tell you. So with that, thy kingdom come, would you give us some kingdom reports from Africa and let's give him a hand. Bless you, buddy. Bless you, Linda. Glad that you're home. Amen. Oh, I was going to give you a pen to write. Is it okay? Okay. Like Pastor said, <laughs> if my husband was going to go, I'm coming too. <laughs> and I know he wanted, he wanted me to go, so... Uh, well, first was to get ready, and um, when we got there, it was it was uh, pretty uh, dark that night, because of driving, 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 driving. Well, so um, 
and so we got there, and um, Dini, well, I should do mine first. Yes. <laughs> okay, and uh, so the first place I had was the children. I had that. So I was able to sit down with the kids, and the teacher was teaching them. And I was just sitting there and watching the kids. She probably wanted me to watch the kids. <laughs> and they were really nice, really nice kids, and um, just like us. And um, so it was just a lot of little kids that I ran into. And you know, it's better than a lot of people. <laughs> I like the little ones. Hallelujah. So, and I'll let you tie on another okay. one, and when okay. I get in there, okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. You know, you, um, the conference is heaven now, and Lynn and I experienced heaven now. You know, um, God has His God has His hands in. In everything you know and the reason why I went to Africa was because of my wife because I said if you're going I'm going with you oh, yeah. <laughs> you know and uh, God is faithful uh, he is so faithful and we we got we were treated like royalty in Africa um, <clears throat> there was always there was always somebody by Linda's side, um, you know, holding her hand, um, walking with her, you know, and, and Linda got to experience the children. You know, that's, that's the love of her life, is, you know, little kids, I, I don't care where they are, they come to her. I mean, they stay as far away from me as possible. But, but, you know, little kids will come running to her, climb up in her lap, you know, and, and um, Lynn just loves them. She gives them a kiss. You know, the last time we were in Africa, you know, it was like a kiss from the father. That was her job, to kiss the kids. <laughs> right there, yes. Hallelujah. Uh, you know, God, um, we got to do so many things. Um, we got to attend weddings. Uh, they know how to have weddings. Um, <laughs> Saturday, it's Saturday, I don't know, I guess Saturday is the day to have weddings there, but um, Saturday morning, 10 o'clock, you know, they they brought us they brought us to the church. They said you need to um, experience the wedding, and so you know they did their deal. Um, and then, and I'm looking around and I'm wondering, okay, what's going on? Everybody, everybody's heading for the door, and so you know. And then, within ten minutes, the church is full again. There's another wedding. I mean, it's 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 kind of nonstop. I mean, they usher one group out, and the next group comes in, and they, you know, 
Every Saturday they have three and four weddings. They, and uh, this is in Pastor Steve's church. And before I go any further, Pastor Steve sends his love. Um, Pastor Steve spent Wednesday uh, most of the day with us. Um, the reason why he's not at the conference this year is, is the embassies are closed. In a lot of the African countries, you can't get into them, so there's, there's no visas, there's nothing. And so that's why Pastor Steve isn't here. Is his visa ran out, and so he couldn't come. But I kind of got sidetracked there, sorry. Uh, we got to do a lot of things uh, this time. Um, I think the highlight, of course, was, was visiting the well and being able to speak. There we are, and that's the well. It's, it's, it's simply, they call it a borehole, and they, they put a um, pump on it, and you actually pump. You, you pump the water, and, and this well serves thousands of people. It serves thousands of people. And it's probably f from, from me to Neil, to the, from the church. You know, and, and you know, um, it's, it's there for the community. And a, a little while ago, um, that picture where Linda's sitting with the kids, um, that's their school. That's their school. Um, I don't think it's this one. I think it's a different one. But it, it's all it is. Nope. 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 That's, that's the church where we were at. Well, that is the church. I'm sorry. And, and the well is just behind this guy with the white shirt. I mean, there's, there's kids everywhere. I mean, you know, we, we think we have a lot of kids here, but three-quarters of their church are kids. And uh, it, it's, it was really special. We got to, uh, when we went there, uh, Pastor Vincent um, asked us if, if we were there. That's the school. That's the school, and there's three little sections like that in this building. Um, you know, this is Pastor Vincent's house that he's building. You know, and uh, we got to, uh, he took us out to that. We were, we did two things this time. Um, Pastor Vincent asked us if we would meet with some of the elderly because many of the elderly uh, don't have, they don't have food, uh, they don't have cooking materials and so um, we provided gifts for them and, uh, and we visited them in their homes. You know, and, um, we, and we got to pray for them. Uh, the last home that we were at was a witch doctor. And during, during the lockdown, during COVID, 
he accepted Jesus as his savior. And he was, he was a noted witch doctor in that area. And so Pastor Steve and the, and the pastors in the church helped him to destroy all of his witchcraft material. Actually take it and burn it. And, and there, you know, um, as I say in this, and now they're immersing this guy in the local body. So that, so that he has, um, so that he stays with Jesus. God, our God, you know, I said we get to. And, and we truly do. We get to. You know, we get to give. Um, we got to distribute food to the elderly. We got to uh, empower uh, young women. Uh, we visited two different centers. They have what's called women's empowerment. And, and basically, it's teaching um, young women, uh, widows, to, so that they have skills, so that they have skills that they can do in hairdressing, in making trinkets, in, in okay, yes, right here. <laughs> um, they give them sewing machines, and they actually make dresses um, and things. Um, one night during the conference, we'll, um, Lynn and I will wear um, um, a native African shirt and dress that they made for us. So, I mean, um, we just did a small, a small part for the kingdom. We gave people food. We gave materials uh, to these women so that we gave them uh, cloth, we gave them um, hair braids and, and things like that, curlers and, and that sort of thing, so that, so that they could do, um, this was one of the ladies that we gave food to and, and prayed for. You know, um, one of the biggest privileges, uh, you know, I think that we have is this that, you know, I got to minister with Willie. Yeah. You know, and and uh, he's he's stepping into the things that God called him to do. You know, and that's 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 a fantastic part about being dad. Um, we we went from. <laughs> We went from Uganda to, oh, um, <clears throat> Pastor Steve's church has uh, started a hospital just a short distance from the church. And so they took us on a tour of the hospital. And uh, <laughs> as you can see, uh, the gown that Willie has on there um, doesn't fit very well. <laughs> But you know, um, we visited this hospital, and it's 
it saved hundreds of people's lives. But I guarantee you that you would not want to go into that hospital and you would not want to be operated in their operating room because it's, uh, it's very rustic. But they do, they do what they can do with the things that they have. Um, we flew from Uganda to South Africa and uh, South Africa was, uh, was a, a week of rest and relaxation and, and we literally needed it after Uganda because we were constantly on the go the whole time. The first day that Linda was in South Africa, we got up for breakfast and she said, I'm tired. And so she went back to bed and literally she slept all day long. She woke up in time for dinner and then we went back to bed and she slept all night. I mean, she was literally exhausted. But again, even in, even in South Africa, um, the place where we stayed, Harard and, and Bernice, uh, uh, hopefully they're going to come here. And um, they're just a fantastic couple, sold out for Jesus. And um, they made us, they made us feel so welcome. They made us feel like we're kings and queens. And they took care of us that way. You know, um, I'm, Willie will probably even tell you more. But, you know, you go from from 75, 80 degree weather to what we ran into on Saturday night when we come home. Fr Friday night, I'm sorry. Um, it's, it's, it's quite a shock, <laughs> you know, and, and I think that, I think the shock is still kind of set in because we, I have never been on planes that have been that bumpy. I mean, literally, we bumped all the way from Johannesburg to Frankfurt. And then we were in Frankfurt for six hours, and then we bumped all the way from, uh, from Frankfurt to Denver. It, it, was, it, was, it was just... And then we climbed onto this little, little airplane and flew from Denver to Fargo. And you know what? It was smooth all the way. I'm just going, what did I do wrong? God, what did I? Because, I mean, we literally maybe got an hour of sleep on the, on the whole. And both, both jaunts were 10-hour jaunts on a plane. And, and this fastened seat belts was never off. So, you know, God is able, <laughs> and, and he's able to do anything and everything, and he'll do it. You know, I don't know how we got to Africa. I mean, I've been to, Af I've been to Nepal five times, I've been to Nicaragua, El Salvador, Thailand. 
How did we get there? Every time. Every time God has supplied. Through people's generosity. For us to go. You know. And, and basically. You know. We've just been vessels that have been willing to go. Um, sometimes kicking and screaming. But you know. We get to, we got to experience. <laughs> I heard that, Pastor Jake. <laughs> you know, we got to experience, you know, the love of the Father. And he simply allowed us to, to share that love with the people. And um, it, we'll never be the same. You know, we'll never, we'll never be the same. You know, seeing, seeing that water flowing into that canister will never be the same. One of the things that they've asked, um, that they've asked us to do is if we'd help build a school in the place of that wood shack, the price of a, the, the price of a classroom it's $10,000, a 30 by 40 classroom. And they've asked if uh, rather than digging another well, that we'd build a classroom on that, on that space so that the kids don't have to listen to all of the villagers coming through and be distracted so that they can learn, so that they have a place. Um, there's probably somewhere between eight to 10,000 kids in that area that need a school. I mean, they can, you know, the teacher was, was talking to us and he said, you know, <laughs> we need a building. And they have a blueprint for that building. Well, there's a number of there's a number of buildings, but they want to get started. And so I guess... Can you get that blueprint? Uh, it's supposed to come. Okay. Um, Pastor Steve is sending, and I'm assuming, maybe even maybe Jeremy's even got it already. Nope, he hasn't. <laughs> but it'll probably be coming this week yet. And so it's kind of a promotion of the school of Pastor Dick's Village in that area. And so, again, I just, I guess I just ask if you'd give liberally uh, to this school because they need it. How much does the school cost? The one room, uh, the, the part that they want us to build is $10,000. Same price as well. Same price as well. And, and Pastor, what Pastor Steve is wanting is, is that, that churches connect with a village and that if we want to give that we pour our finances and that sort of thing into a village. Like for instance, if, you know, if the Gary Church wants to sponsor digging another well or building a building in a community or a church or a school, that they would do that. So he's connecting churches with villages. So I'd encourage you, um, give liberally because... Uh, we have so much. We have so much.
And, you know, he's able. Thank you, Danny. Linda, it's fantastic. Again, uh, Africa is a massive, massive place. And Steve has, I believe, 350, 360 churches that he has homegrown. The people, they've literally taught them in school and ordained them and sent them out. Uh, when we were going... Where in the world were we going? Um, it was north out of uh, out of uh, Uganda. What's the two nations? Uh, same name. Well, yeah, they were crazy places. But uh, anyway, we we stopped, and I said, "Well, Steve, do you got a you got a place where we can stay for the evening?" He didn't have no place. <laughs> and he said, oh, yeah, yeah, God will get us a place. I'm going, so here we pull in, and it kind of looked like, um, well, it was, it was quite a place, actually. So we went in, and, and uh, the girl that run the place was a Christian. So the next morning, we're ordaining her, and we, she, they started a church at the uh, the boarding home and the meal. So, so when they, when we, when we left uh, uh, Uganda, uh, we uh, we had a church, and they're going to drive back and stop and have their first meetings in the church. Uh, so, uh, that's kind of like Steve. Don't get around Steve if you don't want action. And uh, you talk about getting arrows, he'll, he'll hit more arrows on the ground. <laughs> He's an action man. So Steve is a real great, great person. I know that, uh, like I've been in uh, areas where they've had five to 600 people, young people, and I don't know how they take care of the little kids. I mean, I mean I'm talking about babies. And then they're taking care of these people and going, giving them schooling and this and that. So a 30 by 30 building is our entryway. That's 30 by 30. So that's what we're talking about. And uh, so it's, it's not a large building. And uh, if we looked at the amount of kids that were in that one picture, they'd, they'd pack that out. And uh, then if they would want to give me the... Uh, the wood that they had on their on their walls—that's what I'm using for uh, uh, burning wood this year. It's called slab wood, and so if they wanted to, but I'd probably have to haul it over from there here. I don't think that's, I'm going to do that. But see, sometimes we we look at it, and our schooling system right now is a little crazy. And uh, again, we have to take it back. We have to take everything back. God's taking it back. If we're going to sing a song, we're taking it back. Where the enemy thinks that he has something, we're taking it back. Where the school system's sitting there teaching stuff that is inappropriate, we're taking it back. And if we don't have that tenacity on the inside of us, they'll take it. That's just the devil. He's, he's a robber. If somebody comes in your house and robs, somebody's going to die, and it's not me. 
Hallelujah. I'm not physically saying that, no. Don't go, don't go tell anyone there threats from Deep River Community Church. Well, let's stand. Father, I thank you, Lord, for each person right here. Again, uh, let's stretch your hands again with Keith and the family here. We did last week, but I like to do that. Father, I thank you, Lord, for my brother and my sister, their little daughter that's always catching me and catching fish. And um, If you have a prophetic word for them at this time, please uh, feel free to do that. And um, so, Father, we ask, Lord, for your blessing, your goodness. Uh, God, we send them forth with the blessings of northern Minnesota and beyond. And God, that they've been a blessing to this church. They've been a blessing to people in the community. They're just flat a blessing. And I thank you, Lord, that you've placed your spirit on the inside of them. And Lord, that they could uh, do great and, and powerful things for the kingdom for the days ahead. And so we thank you for them. We ask, Lord, that I could go fishing in Houston. Hallelujah, stay in their new house. Glory to God. The Lord's blessing them, and I'm looking for the blessing. Uh, so bless them now, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Do you have a word there, brother? Yeah. And I just, I just kept hearing the Lord say that um, you haven't seen anything yet. And I was asking the Lord, I said, well, Lord, what do you mean? The Lord just, I just saw, like, promotions coming, and I just saw... The Lord just pouring out resources to you. I see a lot of financial resources just because of what God wants you to do. Because you get moved by your heart. But the Lord's going to step you into a season and time in your life now where, where you'll have an abundance. Abundance of resources. And, and not just of your time, and I mean of your money, but of your time and your talents. I just really see God tapping into both of you and really just expanding your tent pegs, it says in the Old Testament. And so the things that you are seeing now and seeing what your future is, God just saying, look up, because there's so much more. And as you keep your eyes on me, as you pursue me, says God, I'm telling there you ain't seen nothing yet. And I'm not talking... Uh, ten years from now, I'm talking the next two to five years. God's about to blow your mind. And and, and the re the reason why the Lord's telling you this now is to try to 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 expand your mind, to expand your thought process, because you're going about to see visions. You're about to see dreams. You're about to get like you'll be sitting in your truck somewhere, and all of a sudden the Lord will to speak to you, and you're like, Lord, that's kind of crazy. But the Lord's about to do some crazy things uh, with you and through you. And Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, God, and the name that is above every other name, God, we loose right now. We loose your anointing, God. Father, upon their lives. Father, we, we loose every good thing, God. Father, we loose the Father, the visions and, and the purposes and the plans that you have for them, God. 
Father, I, I just know that this season that they've been here, Father, they've been a blessing. But Lord, you've been preparing them. You've been planting seeds. And Father, you just it's a season and a time they're stepping into uh, a season of, of the harvest. And Father, I just pray, Father, as, as the harvest comes, Lord, Father, that, Lord, you just, you're giving them visions and dreams and appointments. And, Father, as they step into them, and, and there's going to be some things that the Lord just specifically said to me, like even with your job, there's going to be a little bit like, I don't know if I want to do that. But the Lord's telling you as you step into the things, he's going to give you favor that you've never had in your life. He's going to give you the, the, it's like you're not even going to fully understand, but the Lord's just going to give you the wisdom. He's going to give you the understanding. And, and you're going to be able to do things even in the workplace you've never done before. And they're like, well, how did you have that idea? How did you, how did you see that? How did you know that was going to, and, it, and it, it's, it's all be from your heavenly father. The father's about to give you supernatural wisdom. And understanding not just in the natural, but in the spiritual realm. And I really hear the Lord saying that this is, this is not just a, uh, it's, I don't want to say a new beginning, but it's almost like the beginning of a new, so it's like, it's like your personal life and what God's call you in your spiritual life are clashing. So the very thing that you're doing in the natural is the very thing you're going to be doing. God's going to be expanding in the future, in, your, in, the, in the spiritual realm. So it's like they're going to be like, both of them are going to be pulling you together. So it's like God's going to expand you in the natural and with jobs and different things and relationships, but really in the spiritual also. God's going to give you great spiritual influence. And I just really heard the Lord say that, their souls tied to this. And I really believe that your heart is for, for the lost and the broken. And, and I, I just really see that there's, there's specific people God is going to put in your path. And God's going to give you the right word at the right time. And they're going to come to know Jesus. And they're not just going to get saved, but they're going to be filled with the Holy Ghost. And they're going to be transformed and you're going to be mentoring them. And you're going to be not just, uh, not just almost like a father figure. And Father, I just loose this over their life. Father, I loose the goodness of God. But God, we loose your anointing that breaks the yoke of the enemy. And Father, I bind up every snare and every trap. I bind up every lie of the devil. And Father, right now in the name of Jesus, God. Father, we loose right now every good thing over them in Jesus' name. Amen. I, I, this was a word that the Lord kind of laid in my heart. Uh, was that uh, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And he's just going to, I just believe that he's going to start revealing himself in your lives you're going to that the god of the universe lives in your heart in your life and that and he's just going to start revealing that so much to you and from that you'll see that product of uh, god working through you yeah. All right. yeah i see your shirt here it says crazy horse
right here. Never forget your dreams. Crazy Horse Memorial. Hallelujah. I guess they got you right. <laughs> yeah, and in that, where'd you get your shoes at? Oh, I like them. I, I like them. Work boots. work boots. I always like work boots. That's good. All right. Well, praise God. Let's raise our hands if we can. Let's clap our hands. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness, your greatness, God. It's heaven now. We believe, Lord, that we're going to have a conference that's going to be mind-blowing. We ask, Lord, that we will have the uh, tenacity on the inside. We wouldn't just uh, call one person, but we'd call six people or eight people or ten people because there's nothing like a personal call from a person that they know that will get them to the deal. You can send card after card, and they, they can say no to card but they can't say no to you. So God bless you in that. And uh, be, uh, be totally blessed this week. Darla, are you making dumplings? No, no dumplings. Yeah, well, you don't get them anyway. That's only for the upper. Yeah, well, you don't want me getting ideas that I could make them. No, no. All right. God bless you. May you go with the peace, power of Christ. Have a great, great week. Thursday night, it's kickoff night. Bishop Cole, if anyone's uh, heard Bishop Cole, uh, he will not disappoint you. I can guarantee you that. And that's on Thursday night. It was going to be, it was going to be Friday night. But because of uh, situations that's going on in his life, we're going from uh, Bishop Cole to uh, Pastor Steve. Uh, you have to be fl flexible, you know. So you don't break or bend or... All right, you're dismissed. Have a great, great Sunday. Who's the Vikings playing? Okay, good. Maybe they got two bye weeks. Oh, yeah, they are. That's right.